Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now. Back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, um, here's what we're doing. We're going to take your calls right now. In 13 minutes, we're going to play you a big chunk of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and their exit interview. And I'm telling you, you want to hear this. You want to hear this. It's all of the key questions and answers. little preview. Hey, Kyle, do you care about the perception that you can't win the big one? I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fixed perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. Um, but I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. We've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games, and I think you guys are aware of that. Um, but it's, you know, these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. But to think that if if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. That's what that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure. Uh, it comes down to one game, and I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. I agree with all that. I agree with that. I understand how he's looking at it. I right, understand right. how other people look at it. Um, and he gets it. I think everybody, if you really logically were like, does that actually make sense that it all comes down to Kyle Shanahan, right? Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan. Andy can, Kyle can't. But Andy couldn't for his 40s and 50s either. Right Now he can. He's got Patrick. Spencer Burford went the wrong way. Kyle can't. That's not rational. That doesn't make sense. But that's how it works. Exactly. The he knows coach. it. Yeah, he and knows he would that. love to be a guy to dismiss the narrative, and that would mean that his team won the Super Bowl. And yes, he's right. They've won a lot of big games. And you look at his playoff record as a head coach, it's really, really good. Unfortunately, in the Super Bowl, he hasn't done it. And right now he sits with Bud Grant, Marv Levy, Dan Reeves, and John Fox as those who have been to multiple and have not won one. So There's five of them. Yeah. He's in the club he doesn't want to be in. Correct. And Andy Correct. was in that club. Yes, he was. For a while. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll let you hear a bunch of that here in 11 minutes. Four o'clock, Doc Pandia. Eric Armstead had a torn meniscus, apparently. Dre Greenlaw in his future. And more. So we'll get to all that with Doc at four. Larry Kruger was on the scene for exit interviews. He joins us at 4.15. And Steve Kerr, who is one win away from his 500th regular season victory, hopefully he gets that against the uh, Clippers tomorrow night at Chase Center. And uh, he'll join us at 5. And uh, outside of that, we're just talking to you. We're talking to you the whole afternoon right here on Willard and Debs. Let's go to Butch in Danville. Hey, Butch, what you doing? Afternoon, gentlemen. Good um, afternoon. All of the strange... All the strange responses that you hear from the players, Ayuk, Burford, even what you just heard from Kyle, including all of the fans that are saying that Kyle or um, the defensive coordinator should be fired, it all can be related to simple grief. You know, this has got to be the single most painful loss in the franchise history. You know, it's... What we're seeing here isn't denial or anger, some of the first stages that you see in grief. So what you're getting is unfiltered responses and unfiltered radio. It's great radio right now. You're seeing honest responses from everyone. All of this is pretty normal. You know, I think at this time, everyone needs to vent it out and just 
you know, voice what they're saying. I don't take what IU said or his response is anything negative. He's just really angry and uh, about the situation, and I think everyone is right now. When you get through this, normal stages of grief, you're going to get to acceptance at one point. You know, I'm not a fan of the 49ers or the Chiefs, so it allowed me to see the game from an unbiased perspective. Um, that game was a well-played game. It was a great Super Bowl to watch. Um, both coaches uh, did their job. I mean, Wilkes, I give him an A for that game. That defense was on fire the whole game. You might give him an A- minus just for that last drive. Um, Shanahan gets at least a B for that game. He has to go with his player. He has to go with McCaffrey. He has to put everything on that guy. You got to go with your stars. McCaffrey's fumble was a big deal in that game. You know, you can't have these other guys that are complaining that they didn't get the ball. You have to put everything on your stars. That's why you ran into the greatest player of our generation or two of the greatest players in uh, Mahomes and uh, Kelsey. They're legends now because they performed in the clutch. That's why the 49ers lost, just because those guys came up. In the end, you know, you needed Bosa or you needed Warner to come up with a stop there. They weren't able to do it. Yeah, Butch, I don't, I don't, I think this is a really good call. I, I think what you're saying, like, you know, let the dust settle and we'll, we'll see where we're at. I do have questions, though, about one of the responses. Shanahan, yes, that's that's the pain of the whole thing. Uh, Nick Bosa, sure, he, he looked despondent. That's the pain of the whole thing. And I will certainly give that nod to Brandon Ayuk as well. He's frustrated, he's angry, he had the end zone to himself and the ball didn't come his way, only three catches. But this is also, for him, negotiating and looking at his future. And so it's one thing to be frustrated about the way it's going, but um, for that to head this direction where it sounds like Brandon is essentially saying, I don't know if I can win a championship here is interesting because outside of the Chiefs, no one's been knocking on the door more during Brandon Ayuk's career than the 49ers. So where is it you're going to go? where you're definitely going to be a champion, I'd argue for Brandon, his best opportunity to do that w- would be here. Um, so that one's odd. That well, one's odd. It's not odd. The timing, I think, is odd. Yeah. Because I think that what he said and what he's done is all natural for further down the road because you want that contract and you want to go ahead and you know put that pressure on like Debo did, like Bosa did, and you want to do what everybody does in this business. But if you're Brandon Ayuk and you've gone to the playoffs in three or four years, you're right, Mark. There's only one other team, really, that gives you a better chance to be a champion, <laughs> right. and they just beat you, and they've beaten you twice. And I know Ayuk wasn't on the team the first time, but it's basically the team that you just played is the team that has the best chance to be a champion, if that's really what you want. And I think that he's just mad, and he's bitter that he only got three catches in all of the three playoff games, and it's frustrating. And you you speak from a place of frustration, and then you have your your brother and, and your girlfriend. They say what they said. It doesn't help your case, and it just makes fans want to turn against you a little bit. Plus, I learned in the Kevin Durant saga, you're not allowed to go switch to the other team if they actually won the championship. They have to lose in the championship, and then you can join them. Ah, good point. Yeah, so Brandon, point. Brandon's not allowed to go to the Chiefs. All right, um, let's go to um, Robert and Concord. Hi, Robert. What are you doing? Good. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, ma'am. Um it brought back a nice memory I have. I go back with the Niners. Um, the importance of being prepared, especially in a game like this. Back in uh, the the famous catch, that was an actual play that Bill Walsh made the team practice. And he told them, we might need this one day. And the players probably thought, ah, what's, what's the chance of that ever happening? Well, that play turned their whole thing around. They beat the Cowboys. They went on to, went on to win a Super Bowl. And I would argue 
that was probably the most famous play that the Niners have, and it's a play that they thought they would never need. But are I, I, like you're right on all things, Robert. But are so is your argument that this 49er group was unprepared? Exactly. Okay. I yeah. Thanks, Robert. I don't I don't know if we're like overwhelmed with evidence of that. I mean, they came Not unprepared. Yeah, they came out humming. Right. They started the game humming. And Christian McCaffrey put it on the ground. Right. Right. That's not a lack of preparation. No, but subsequent to that, yeah. like offensively, you know, you had a lot of uh, self-inflicted wounds. Your Hall of Famer had two penalties. You had false starts. You had a certain level of sloppiness, a punt that you basically muffed because, you know, Daryl Luter Jr. didn't hear the call and didn't get out of the way. Yeah. And then Ray Ray McLeod tried to bend over and pick up a bounding football. There were a bunch of little things that you didn't do that showed me that maybe the attention to detail wasn't there. Well, it's all about, again, there's the plan and then the execution of the plan. The plan is the preparation. The execution of it is just that. And I thought that's where the 49ers lost the football game. 888-957-9570. Your phone calls continue to be welcome, but coming up next, we're going to give you a good chunk of exactly what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said, uninterrupted, the exit interviews, all of the important questions, including the futures of Brandon Ayuk and Steve Wilkes. That's coming up next on Willard and Dibs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, streaming live on Twitch and YouTube, and we invite you to get there now. Twitch.tv slash 95.7 The Game. YouTube.com slash 95.7 The Game. Watch it all live. Subscribe to the channel. All the 95.7 The Game content is there all day. Hit the thumbs up button. It's all powered by First NorCal Credit Union. We'll get back to your calls right after this, but this is all really, really important stuff. Um, from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, their exit interview in Santa Clara today. We pick up the press conference when Kyle Shanahan was asked if he looks back and second-guesses himself on any decisions he made in the Super Bowl loss. Like I've told you guys before, anytime you lose, every decision you made, and you make a decision every play throughout that game. So uh, when you lose, you'll go over that stuff um, always um, throughout the entire offseason, through cut-ups, through everything. But, um, you know, there was nothing that I thought in the moment that I did wrong. It was everything. I was proud of that and, um, like, the thought process behind everything. Thoughts on the, the defense this season and how Steve Wilkes did as coordinator? Uh, you know, I they're one of the reasons that we got this far. I thought they did a number of good things. Uh, they did a lot of good things in that game, too. Um, just like our whole team. Um, our team did a bunch of good things this year, but um, came up short in the last game. That's how in about of Drake Greenlaw getting hurt, how that played into the defense later in the game? Um, 
I can't tell you exactly, um, but I mean, when you lose one of your better players, it, I mean, it definitely doesn't help. So um, not having Dre out there was was definitely huge, but they missed some guys too. Yeah, I think Oren was fantastic. I'll, I'll say yeah, that. Oren no stepped up in a big way, as did uh, Flan, Demetrius Flanagan Foles, and I thought they they uh, they were tremendous. But when you got a guy like Dre Greenlaw, he's an impact player. So is, does it have an effect on the game? Of course it does. On Steve Wilkes, have you guys spoken well, you know, to his stage and the stage in his career and where you want the team to go? Is there any reason to think he won't be back next season? No, that's stuff that I mean we'll talk about a ton as this week goes. We'll talk about a ton in the off season. I mean, where we want our team to be, our defense, our offense, special teams, and that's that's a lot of conversations, a lot of film, a lot of um, personnel and salary cap um, things we got to discuss, drafts. So, no, we're just haven't even watched the game yet. To tell you the truth. John, a few of the players that we talked to expressed that of all the deep postseason runs, not ending the way you wanted them to, this one hurts them the most. Would you say you guys feel the same way? And if so, can you kind of pinpoint why that is? Because we lost the Super Bowl in overtime. You know, that's the one would be tied with it is there's another Super Bowl. Behind that, you'd put NFC championships. But, I mean, everyone's goal is to win the Super Bowl. And it's great when you win playoff games. It's great when you win a championship and you get there. But getting the Super Bowl, going through that, you know, with – and your teammates and your families and just the whole process of it. It's always, I don't know how many people know about it, but it's, it's not fun to go and lose. I think the other part of that, it's fresh. Um, and, you know, we went to great lengths in 19. We had this opportunity and, and uh, fell short. And, you know, you respond to that in such a way, okay, how do we make our team such that we can, when we get here again, this is ours, and so you, you put all those things in, and that's primarily, um, the, is it the talent of our guys? Absolutely, but it's it's the spirit, and, and we had a bunch of high-character guys that, that were made for this moment, and so to come up short, that's that's difficult, and I think you, you got to hats off to the Chiefs, to Andy, uh, to the organization, and they got a pretty special guy, you know, at quarterback, and he's tough to beat. And uh, you know, we've 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 got to live with that for a lifetime. But I think knowing how good this team was, our team, and to have those chances and and not to come up, that that makes it very difficult. John, what kind of plan is there for Brandon Ayuk this offseason, and is extending him a, a top priority for you? Yeah, you have to prioritize all these things. You know, Brandon's entering his fifth year option. Uh, Brandon's been a fantastic player for us. Uh, you know, Kyle calls him a warrior all the time because of the way he goes out and competes, and I, I mean, that shines through any anybody who, whether you're a trained eye or whether you're a fan, you can see the passion he plays with. You can see the production that he's had. Uh, we're extremely, uh, you know, um, prideful in what he's become, and and he should be as well. And so, you know. Your team is comprised of guys, you know, veterans who've been paid very well, of guys who want to play, be played very well. We got one guy on our team who, you know, is pretty prominent who can't be played very, you know, real well right now because the, the CBA doesn't allow. So it's all one big puzzle. Uh, we've developed a good cadence over the years, Kyle and I, where he focuses on the season. We, we do all the planning and then we present things to him and we work through it. And that's what we'll continue continue to do but of course we you want a guy like Brandon Ayuk to be a part of you going forward the team's going to change over the course of the next year coming year what are you going to miss about this particular group of guys and is there a way to I don't want to say replicate it but can you get that back for the next one uh, I mean you always got to do it again start it over but um I'm at the and we had a real good team I felt you know similar almost every year uh, 19 was a pretty special year, just how we played throughout that whole year. Um, and similar in the way that, you know, I thought I thought one of the hardest things after the game is just watching how much everyone hurt for each other. I mean, guys are hurt for me, I hurt for them. Um, you start, you see your families, you see how much they hurt for you and stuff. And I think that's what was real special about this group. Like, we, we had a, so many guys who were playing um, for stuff above themselves. And uh, not to mention how, how talented our guys were. And so I think that's what I'm going to miss the most about it. Um, I think that's what our, our guys enjoyed the most about this year. I, I think they would echo that same thing. That's not something you can just make up, but that, that was pretty special. And I think you've heard our guys talk about it a little bit. Um, but I also know a lot of those special guys uh, are going to be here next year. Uh, you don't just pick up right where you left off. You got to go through some stuff. You got to go through an off season together. We got to grieve this a little bit and then come back stronger from it. But um, can't wait till we get to 
what I told all the guys, I know I'm going to see everyone in volunteer phase one, just pumped up, ready to go. So we'll see him then. Kyle, I know you said you haven't watched the film, but to go back to the, the third uh, five of the interregulation, the third and four, I think it was in overtime. Yeah. What went wrong with, with the protections there, if anything? Uh, yeah, there's some confusion. They brought a blitz, some um, mistakes inside, just um, not getting the right guy to the right spot and brought a hole up the middle. You already answered this. I couldn't quite hear Matt's question, but is Steve Wilkes coming back next year? Uh, right. I haven't talked to anybody yet, so yeah, I expect all our coaches to be back. You called timeout, second and six, like two and a half minutes left in overtime. What? Where did you? What? Did you see something you didn't like? Uh, yeah, I didn't like the look they were in, and um, one of our players looked um, a little gassed and didn't think I was going to use them all right there. So I thought that'd be a good time to use one. Is it a challenging thing for a coach to get guys to pick themselves back up after something like this and, you know, do the things you're talking about? Is that is that a different type of challenge? Um, I mean, it would definitely would be if we had to do it right now. Um, that's why guys need to get away. They, I mean, this is real. You do have to grieve this. It's, um, but, I mean, I, our guys, one, they have jobs to do just like we do and two I think our guys really are passionate about their jobs and enjoy football a lot so I think our guys are going to be hungry as ever coming back from this just like they were as hungry as I've ever seen a group of guys coming to last offseason after how our offseason in Philly finished the year before so um, when you when you got guys who really love what they do that's that's what brings that passion and you just got to put together a group of guys that are also good at it well you said you hadn't looked at the, at the game yet what when will you do that um, usually when I'm ready to or when I have to. I'm, um, I don't think I have to anytime soon. So, but it, I'm not really ready to right now. Uh, I mean, we got home last night. Um, and I was, I just hung out, watched Griselda Blanco with my family. It's pretty cool. Um, just want it's hard because I don't feel like usually I watch sports or read some on my phone and I don't really feel like doing any of that right now so I got to catch up on some movies last night with my family and then came in today and just really talked with players and stuff and just got to say bye to a couple guys which I'd love to say bye to everyone but I can't talk to 60 people before this press conference so we'll see if there's any people lingering here till probably seven at night um, but that, that's really what we do these two days and I'm sure I'll come in here it'll be a little bit quieter over the next couple days and I'm sure I'll turn it on pretty soon. Your view, your view of the defense, I mean, the roster is fluid during the season, but parts come and go. Um, did it seem like they, it was, they struggled to get that cohesion? By, you had to get replacement defensive ends. You had uh, safeties coming in and out without half and the nickelback role, obviously, too. It, I guess is fortifying that defense before you come back for offseason program a, kind of a main priority? Yeah, I mean, I like I think a lot of the, the, the pieces have and you know, we're there and, and you're always dealing with injuries. So, you know, I, I think, um, you know, the, I think the thing that I have an immense amount of pride, you'd look at this defense, Eric Armstead, I think you guys learned today that he battled through a torn meniscus, made a decision to play because he knew the opportunity. Uh, Javon Hargrave had a similar decision with a torn thumb ligament and decided we had too rare of an opportunity. And once our guys would allow him and our medical experts and oftentimes second opinions, would allow these guys to play I and mean, those things happen and that's the thing that people don't see at home the sacrifice people are making i uh, was really proud of our defense the way they competed in this last game i i think that that looked like i envisioned it looking we we're getting after them and uh our guys uh, logan ryan you know kyle jokes but it's true we you know we started talking to him he was on a disney cruise with his family he said give me 10 days and he played an integral part in us getting to that final game and so there's so many of those guys i think we have a really good nucleus um yeah, that we can and will keep together. And uh, yeah, of course, we're always, you know, I had old coach that Kyle worked for that I played for, John Gruden used to say all the time, you, you never stay the same, you either get better, you get worse. And so we're into getting better and we'll make every effort to do that. And that will, um, we got a lot of really good players that we've uh, acquired in a, in a variety of ways. And the more good players you get, the tougher decisions you have. It's tough to take care of everyone, but um, I know a lot of players want to be here. I've already had those conversations with people, and 
um, you know, there's a way to get it done. And, and you know, we're going to have to, it's nice that, you know, we're expecting 10, 11 draft choices, you know, with comp picks and such. And so we're going to be healthy there. And you, you got to have those guys contribute when you've got as many high-priced players as we have. And, and uh, we're looking forward to that opportunity to get into that process after these guys. He needs a break. Um, you know, my job's just getting going. And I'm, I'm already just talking about it, getting excited. But it's, uh, yeah, this is devastating. There's no way around that. And, but you move forward. Following up on, on that, John, you mentioned how hard it is to beat Patrick Mahomes. And I know you don't think a lot about AFC opponents and things like that, but just knowing that the success they have and they could always loom as kind of that you know final boss at the end of this thing, how much do you have to think about what we need to do to get over, get past that team in particular? Yeah, I, I mean, we're constantly evolving in our in our vision. What we, you know, we we call it wit, what it, what it takes, and. You know, um, they, they're not just words. They're what we believe in. You know, one of the things we added after 19 was finishers. You know, we need finishers at every area of our team. We've got a lot of those, you know, and it still wasn't quite good enough. And so you, you go back. We'll continue to improve this team. We got, in my mind, I, you know, I know it. I, I couldn't be prouder of Kyle, his leadership uh, with this team. He gives us. Uh, an advantage every time we take the field, the way he leads his t his staff, the team, and nobody else I'd rather work with, and and uh, I'm right here for him and and with him and. Uh um, you know, we came in here talking about wanting to compete and win championships. That that hasn't changed. It's only gotten stronger. And I believe we've got the core and nucleus and people to get that done. Um, it's a kick in the gut to uh, to get this close and not get there. Uh, so I hurt for everybody here and. But the only thing I know how to do is pick yourself up, let it hurt for a while, use that as fuel, and move forward. Last Super Bowl, you had to trade DeForest, which you didn't want to do, but financially it had to be done. you envision being able to keep all the major high-priced players this time around? Yeah, there's some challenges, uh, Eric. I, I hope so. I think we're set up to do that. It, it takes... Uh, putting the whole thing together and there's also things we have to plan for you know going forward so you can't just be reckless we never will be um, it goes back to the draft being so critical because those guys um, you know making and contributing to your team are very critical but it goes back to the whole piece so it's it's early you know we've, we've been obviously looking and planning for these things now we get to include Kyle and, and his staff on those talks and 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 we'll have a, a great plan moving forward you're listening to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch with their exit interview press conference today. Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. He said that he kind of went to, to Brian right at the start of overtime for kind of a refresher of, okay, these are the rules, right? It, was it important, do you think, for the players to know the, the, diff, the new rule as it pertains to overtime in the playoffs? Well, yeah, I mean, we... We did say, I and mean, we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with to make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but no, I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. Um, we did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs. What, you know, I think you guys know how I've explained how I make decisions with that stuff in the past. I take all the information I can get, um, especially ones I haven't been in. And um, our analytics felt that was the best way to go. But as you guys know, I don't always just go with that. Uh, I take into account what they say, what they think is right, and then I go off my gut in the heat of battle, and I knew what they felt going into it. And when I think about that during the moments I have to make the decision, I think the type of game it was did match what they felt was the best way to do. It did seem more like a field goal game. Um, and our defense had been out there for a real long time right before that, so uh, was no, I didn't feel at all to override that at the time. Some other context. I believe we just closed. I think it was 11 play drive that we just closed the game with. And when you're playing Mahomes, you're chasing them a lot, you know. So there's a lot of effort that's expended. I think you know the context from there is you, you need some time to get fresh. And so all those things play into it. And, and those those were sound decisions. Decision that was made during the week, well, basically. Yeah. I mean, you always. I mean. Analytic decisions are made on a piece of paper, so you can read that and understand math um, and what they think about going off that. But that's why. I, but I always make it in a heat of battle with that information. And I mean, if it was like the Super Bowl the year before, the one that seemed more like a shootout, I think I might have felt a little bit differently. Um, but having that information going in and the way ours was going, I didn't feel differently. I felt accurate with what they had recommended. 
how, given how the flow of the season went and a lot of the, the pressure the, the Chiefs generated in the Super Bowl, is your early inkling that one of the priorities this offseason will be to, to, to invest in, in pass protection and fortify that part of the team? Um, I mean, you want to invest in wherever you think makes you the best team. And you can sit there and load up on O-linemen and draft them three years in a row and go spend on free agents and um, and then not have any people score touchdowns and things like that or rush the quarterback. You can do a lot of that type of stuff. It just depends how it goes. But I, in that game, I didn't feel like we were struggling just blocking them. I think we missed a few blitz pickups, which that's what they do. I think that's why they're second in the league at that stuff. Um, that doesn't always come down to O-linemen. That comes down to kind of hot throws, things like that. And... Um, but no, you're going to always try to upgrade at everything. But that's when, when all these discussions that go into it, like trying to upgrade to just beat that team or anything like that. This, when you look at football and the way it works out and the amount of games that you play to, to get in the playoffs and just two or three playoff games to get to the Super Bowl without there being a series to play. Like, you don't, you think of what are your options? What team do you have? How can you get better through the draft? How can you get better through resigning your own players? How can you get better through free agency? And what does that affect years to come? And you look at that every single year and you try to become the best team possible with the situation that you're in. Um, you don't just say, hey, we're upgrading here this year. It's You got to make sure that's available. And if it's not, um, then you get stronger in a different area. There's lots of ways you can win. Um, you just got to keep trying to find that way. So this falls on a quarterback to deliver a Super Bowl. So uh, what did you take away from how Brock uh, handled the Super Bowl and how he handled the aftermath of it? Um, I, mean, I thought Brock was unbelievable. I mean, it's, you know, everyone has plays in a game, every single person um, that you want to take back. But um, Brock not turning the ball over in that game, making a number of plays, um, taking us down there um, to take the lead earlier on. I mean, at the very end of the game to take us down to um, make the, take the lead. Um, I thought, you know, we, we didn't get it done. So none of us, all of us obviously could have done another thing. But I was real happy with Brock played and real happy with how he played this year. And I thought Brock was unbelievable. I mean, one of the most impressive seasons I've been around um, for a football player and a quarterback. And um, he was just a stud through it all. How much can team today? No, no one addressed the team today. I mean, we just had, he might have talked to guys after. And I know he spent a lot of time with guys after the game. Um, but, I mean, players voted him as our... Well, Eshmon Award, so I mean, that says what those guys thought about him, and um, real excited about Brock. How, how much improve, room for improvement is there for Brock? Like, what, are, what areas you'd like to see him improve, and how much can having an actual full off season without surgery and all that help him? Um, I mean, I think just Brock, every time. When I say like Brock's a real guy, it's because um, when he does something, he always under when he makes a mistake or he does something well, he, he always understands why. It's it never seems just like just fortunate. He he processes it very well. The way he approaches practice and games is always the same. And um, so Brock just anything that he struggled with this year, when we watch cutups together, uh, he needs time to correct it. But those are things he'll figure out that he struggled with because we'll be able to put it all on tape and show him, and he'll see it right away, and uh, he'll get that done throughout OTAs and have a good by training camp. I mean, that's how he was last year mentally. Um, some of the things he would see that he struggled with during the year um, that we couldn't quite correct during the year because Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practices aren't really like that. Um, it's hard to develop some of that muscle memory and things. You're just trying to get through the game plan and get ready for a new defense. Um, but I remember last year when he saw some things and he would just be like, man, now I see it all together. Like, I'll be all right when I come back. And we didn't know because he was hurt. But by the time he got in training camp, he had it solved. He, You do it in your backyard. You figure it out. Like, it's got to click, though, and you got to see it and you got to feel it and that's what was so cool with going through it with them last year four years ago you guys concluded that you couldn't keep two high-priced defensive tackles on the team at the same time you could have a scenario where you've got two high-priced wide receivers have you thought about the kind of long-term having two guys you know making i think that was all right we we could have had to it's it's there's always give and take and we were trying to have two but then when we realized when we to have two high-priced D tackles, we're going to have to lose two other players and a draft pick. And so it's like, it's balancing and all that out. I mean, you can figure stuff out, but then what's the risk of that? What do you lose? And that's why everything ties together. That's why they've gone through a thousand different scenarios over the last six months, over the last two years, what's two years ahead. But there's no like, hey, you can't do this. You can do that. Like, it's which way do you want to go? And whatever way you want to go, there'll be that'll be 
a huge advantage, but also you got to take away from it another spot. And that's how you balance that out. And you don't balance that out to you know all your choices. Well, if we do this, what can you? Can you go a different way? Is there a player available in free agency that would allow us to do something different? Is there a guy in the draft? Are there a few choices? So if there's one guy there you can't do, like it's all that plays into it. And that's why those are discussions that don't stop until you really got to make those decisions. I'm sure this isn't a surprise, but people say, well, now it's proven you can't win the big one. Um, but you know, Andy Reid couldn't win the big one, and your dad couldn't win the big one, and there are a lot of coaches that you know were like that. Does having that perspective of history—I mean, particularly family history—help, or do do you even worry about the perception? I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fixed perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. Um, but I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. Um, we've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games. And I think you guys are aware of that. Um, but it's, you know, these two Super Bowls, I've been tough losing to Kansas City, um, but to think that if if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. Um, that's what that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure, uh, it comes down to one game. And I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. Okay. okay, there there it is from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, and there is a lot to chew on and react to there with regard to Brandon Ayuk's future, the future of Steve Wilkes, Kyle Shanahan talking about what he might have done differently if uh, if anything, specific plays that didn't go well. we got a lot of you that want to weigh in. We're going straight to your phone calls next at 888-957-9570. Michael Montoyo, Trey, Idris, stay right there, and we will together react to that. Coming up next, um, we're presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. It's Willard and Dibbs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. All right, Doc Pandy at 12 minutes, Eric Armstead, Dre Greenlaw, Larry Kruger at 4.15, Steve Kerr at 5. We'll talk to Kerr uh, about what it takes to win the big one. Yep. Uh, That's the whole interview, quite frankly. He would know. The anatomy of winning the big one. Maybe he's called Kyle between then and now to let him know how you get it done. Kyle. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, cheers. Mm. Cheers. Can I speak? <laughs> would, yeah. would it be okay with yeah, you? Yeah. Lot from the uh, the Shanahan and, and Lynch. Far away. Uh, the Brandon Ayuk stuff, I think, is top of mind based on you know what Kyle said about you know, and he was asked, "Well, oh, y- you could have had two defensive tackles who were high priced, and I guess you couldn't afford it." And Kyle interrupted and said, "Well, we could have, but then you got to sacrifice." another player or two players and a draft pick and all the rest of it. And it had me thinking about what you mentioned last hour about the Tyreek Hill trade and how Kansas City, they traded one of the best receivers, if not the best, in football. And they got five draft picks, four they've made. And of those players, they all were key pieces, and they have one more pick to go. 
in that trade. So it had me thinking about a possible Brandon Ayuk trade. Um, it, did they only get? Uh... I feel like they got more than that. I thought they got five. Well, initially it was five picks, and then they've turned some of those picks into, into other additional picks. picks. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, McDuffie and Rasheed Rice are the headliners of Sky Moore, right? Darian Kennard. Yeah, eh, and you know, they have uh, defensive tackle Keandre Coburn. Okay, and they have a fifth round pick this year, and they have two Super Bowl rings. Correct. Yeah. So it just the way he answered that was well, we we could have kept two. High priced D tackles, but we chose not to. Yeah. And, you know, if you do that, then you got to give up a player or two players and a pick. And it just had me thinking about what this might mean for Brandon Ayuk. If other teams want him, you might be able to get multiple picks and be able to, you know, restart this thing. And maybe. And you're in a spot salary cap wise where you're going to be not up against it, but there's going to be some hard choices that have to be made pretty soon. Lynch admits there are some challenges with regard to keeping all the high-priced players. We'll give you a one-two punch here and then get to your calls with regard to what Kyle and John had to say about the future. Two key people. One is Brandon Ayuk. Here's what John Lynch said about that. Yeah, you have to prioritize all these things. You know, Brandon's entering his fifth-year option. Brandon's been a fantastic player for us. Uh, Kyle calls him a warrior all the time because of the way he goes out and competes, and I and that shines through anybody who, whether you're a trained eye or whether you're a fan, you can see the passion he plays with. You can see the production that he's had. Uh, we're extremely prideful in what he's become, and, and he should be as well. And so your team is comprised of guys, you know, veterans who've been paid very well, of guys who want to play, be played very well. We got one guy on our team who pretty prominent who can't be played very, you know, real well right now because the, the CBA doesn't allow. So it's all one big puzzle. Uh, we've developed a good cadence over the years, Kyle and I, where he focuses on the season. We, we do all the planning, and then we present things to him, and we work through it. And that's what we'll continue continue to do but of course we you want a guy like Brandon Ayuk to be a part of you going forward yeah so that that not as um hmm not as glowing and as firm as a Brandon Ayuk fan would have hoped I'll say that and then if you I don't know if you have have you bet on the statement you made that Steve Wilkes will not be the defensive coordinator next year. I didn't know you could bet on it. I don't think you can, but I didn't know if you if you if you wanted to, you should have done it before this press conference. Odds because, are dropping. Well, the odds are the odds are falling. Listen to again the tone and the way Kyle Shanahan asked if they've thought about uh, Steve Wilkes' future. No, that's stuff that, I mean, we'll talk about a ton as this week goes. We'll talk about a ton in the offseason. I mean, where we want our team to be, our defense, our offense, special teams, and that's that's a lot of conversations, a lot of film, a lot of personnel and salary cap um, things we got to discuss, drafts. So, no, we're just haven't even watched the game yet, to tell you the truth. Okay, so he brings up the game. He does not talk about Wilkes directly at all. He sort of makes him sound like just any other assistant. And, and then there was a follow-up. So... Kyle, I missed it. Did you say that, <laughs> that Steve Wilkes would be back or uh, or not? Is Steve Wilkes coming back next year? Uh, I haven't talked to anybody yet, so yeah, I expect all our coaches to be back. I'm always interested in the very first thing that people do when they get asked that question. Listen, listen, listen again. He just starts making noises. Is Steve Wilkes coming back next year? Uh, I haven't talked to anybody yet, so yeah, I expect all our coaches to be back. Right. Uh... That's two times they were given an opportunity to say Steve Wilkes is coming back, and they wouldn't even use his name. Right. And if you look at Steve Wilkes' career, his recent resume, 2017 Carolina, 2018 Arizona, 2019 Cleveland, 2020, no job, 2021 Missouri, 2022 Carolina, 2023 the Niners. Steve Wilkes is a bounce around, bouncing around, bouncing around, one and done kind of guy. He's a wanderer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout but, out Dion. But I'd also say this. Um, you know, Steve, okay, Steve bounces around and and, and whatnot, but uh, that sort of makes it sound like it's, uh, it's up to Steve, and um, that's not how these answers felt. That's not how these answers felt at all. I've used the word discord without knowing it. Right. It feels like there's discord. And now it really feels like there's discord. 
Before we go to the phones, let me also add one other thing that we just watched together in here from a few hours Man. ago, courtesy of David Lombardi's Twitter. But Brandon Ayuk was asked simply, what will you remember most about this group? That was the question. What will you remember about this group? The video goes on for one minute, two seconds, and Brandon shares no more than five or six words. He spends 30 seconds simply trying to speak. Then he does, voice quivering hard. He's got sunglasses on, so you can't see any tears, but it's clear that he's welling up. And all he can really muster is group of guys trying to be champions. Then he loses his voice again. Someone tries to step in and save him with a follow-up question. He sits for another 20 count and looks at everyone and says, that's all I got. Completely overcome with emotion. And is that someone who is, again, just feeling the anger of what's just taken place? Or is that someone who is feeling like he's no longer going to be in this locker room? Could be both. And just you know, knowing what we've known about how he's comported himself and those closest to him following the game and seeing that, that felt like a guy who didn't feel like he'd be in that locker room again. It felt like he had already made up in his mind that he's done here and he's going to go somewhere else, which is curious because he's under contract and his salary is about to triple, if not quadruple, in his fifth-year option. I think he goes up to $14 million in uh, year five. So the option is nothing to sneeze at compared to what he's made already in his career. Let's see. Where are we at here? Unrestricted free agent in 2025. Yeah, the base salary does. It goes from uh, from three two, and change. 2.3 million. Oh, wow. Just the base, but there's also yeah. the signing bonus. So you're right. 3.9 is the cap hit. Um, but uh, next year it goes to 14.1. Right. So that's a big that's a big jump. But it's also extension time, and Brandon on the open market, that's 25. That's 25. Yeah. Yeah, it's 25. That's a, that's a, that's a $100-plus million dollar right. deal. That's on the open market. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's not on the open market. He's on the closed market. That's correct. However, he's on the no market if they don't do it. Correct. he doesn't show up. But also, and I don't want to get into this now in February because we can kick this thing around in March, April, May, and June, and hopefully it's resolved before that. But he doesn't have the same leverage as an unrestricted free agent does. Correct. He's got almost no leverage. His only leverage point is that I'm not going to play. And you know that's leverage, right? But that's but, definitely leverage. But you're right that that's that that means that a person who has essentially only made, and I say only, but has made Correct, about twelve yeah. million dollars right. in a four year career is staring at a hundred and twenty, and next year staring at fourteen, and he's going to be like, nah, right? I'm good. Right. Unlikely. Over a lack of targets and hard feelings yeah. over a championship that you didn't win. And lack of targets, if you look at the playoff games, three catches, three catches, three catches. Mm. So I do think that it's more than just the Super Bowl. He had nine catches in January, one touchdown, and one route that I'm sure he's watched back about oh, 97 God. times. I've already watched it too many times. Me too. And if, you know, if Spencer Burford slides to the right, slide, slide to, to the, the right. right then Ayuk, maybe Ayuk gets that ball, maybe not, but they win the game. Uh, Montoyo in the city. Doc Pandy is in a couple minutes. Hey, Montoyo, what are you doing? Hey, I'm just outside enjoying this Bay Area weather. Good for you, uh, man. You're a little fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, I need it. Uh, I was just thinking about Ayuk. And, you know, receivers are always tricky, especially when it comes to contract time. You don't know if they just out there for the money or they just really expressing how they feel. You know, I think by you, you think about it, it was, you know, his rookie year, then the next year is the conference loss. The next year is the conference loss. It's a Super Bowl loss. I know that has to be chewing him up inside, always getting close and never getting it. And now he's probably at the point where he may be just doing this just for the money or he may just be doing it because he really is trying to win and he feels that he is – he plays a key part in winning. Well, here, here's sort of uh, what, what, what maybe pulls all of your comments together, Montoya. I, thanks for the call. I, I, I think you have a point. Receivers, by nature, are upset, especially after losses. 
But think about it. And I don't I don't mean that to say that they're all divas because they're not all, but they're flashy. But but here's what really I think matters. The position they play calls for someone else to set them up. So they can't do it. You can't just run. You don't get paid for that. Right. You've got to be on the other end and therefore who's your quarterback? Who's your play caller? Right. All of this stuff affects your money. But you are just running. You're just out there. Like, it doesn't matter if they don't call your number, and that affects your stats and your money. So I think that that's why they tend to be loud, boisterous, um, really firm with the contract holdouts, because it's like this feels like it's out of their control. Completely. Uh, but but we also you can also see talent when it's there, and Brandon has it. Right. So that I just think by nature they're upset because they're – they can't put the ball in their hands. Someone's got to do it for them. And uh, and everything that goes with their career is based on that. And you've got a coach who threw the ball the fewest number of times in the regular season this year. You don't throw the ball like other teams throw the ball. So you're a first-round talent, and you are number 7 in the league in yards. You had a great year, and you get to the playoffs, and you don't get the ball much yeah. because Kyle Shanahan... 21 personnel, and you don't throw the ball. And if you look at pass attempts in the NFL, they were 32nd in the NFL in terms of the amount of times they actually threw the ball, let alone threw it to him. And you ran down the targets earlier, which was great, and I think you had him at 26th or 27th in targets and 7th in yardage. So when he gets it, he's making plays. And I'm sure if you're Brandon Ayuk, you're thinking, what if I was in Miami? You know, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek, or what if I was in Dallas playing opposite a CD Lamb? What if I was in Detroit, a team that throws it a bunch with Amon Ra? What if I was in Chicago, even if I was their number one? I'd be getting a lot more action in those places. 36th in targets. 36th. 36th in targets. Man. 7th in yards. Right. Second Think in about yards that. per catch, Think YPC. About that. Yeah. He had fewer targets than Trey McBride, the tight end of the Cardinals. Who? Yeah. Um, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM and HC1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, the smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.